This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. I think at the end of the day, the fact that, uh, you know, obviously we're getting some nice, uh, you know, nice height for our draft. I think he's going to want to get in here and get with these players, whether it's C.D. Lamb or uh, anyone else, and, uh, you know, get together. He, he wants to win, and uh, we've said all along, the only one who benefits more than Dak Prescott, uh, if the Cowboys happen to be fortunate enough to win a championship, is probably the Jones family. So we're all motivated to win. We will certainly want Dak to be happy, but we also want to surround him with great football players. We were guessing who that one was. And again, it's all about context, not about voice. And I think even Coos was like, I don't know who this is either. <laughs> he was the one playing it. Well, no, I mean, there's a weird sound that happened. Yeah, you missed Did you hear that, that sound? headphones like squealed. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I almost blew up my eardrum. That, that, that's what I was referring to. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm okay, though. Don't Must worry. be the Minshew haters getting after you. Must be, man. Starting to get hacked over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that was Stephen Jones about Dak Prescott. I think mm-hmm. it was Stephen Jones <laughs> from the Cowboys organization. And, Is that uh, Jerry's son? Yeah. Figured, yeah. Uh, the, Good call, man. <laughs> the Dak Prescott situation is interesting one, but, I mean, shoot, man. There's no nobody in a better situation. Look what they have on offense. Keep giving them weapons, man. They, they, they keep reloading and reloading. Yeah, I mean, if you're Dak Prescott, yeah, I like what you see from that standpoint. Um, the fact that you still got one of the best running backs, and I get it, there's not a really big high priority on running backs, but Ezekiel Elliott, he is one of those game changers. So, yeah, especially on offensive line, too, that's always been pretty solid. If you're Dak Prescott, you're in the most perfect situation that a quarterback can be in, I think. Yeah, and by the way, holds a ton of leverage, mm-hmm. right? Dak? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, not maybe this year he just plays on – I understand he plays on the um, uh, the tag, but in the long run, holds a ton of leverage, the investments they've now made. $100 million in Cooper, the amount of money in Ezekiel Elliott, you need that, that to win during that window. You're paying a running back that much, and now they get C.D. Lamb as well. I, I mean, mean – talking to backup quarterback right now is Cooper Rush. <laughs> go go ahead and tell me about Cooper Rush real quick, Brent. Good point. Care to take, take a stab of who Cooper Rush is? Where is he from? His his story? Where did Cooper Rush go to college, Brent? Uh, Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. Correct. Um, I don't remember him at Boise State. Um, Smaller school, though. Kind of like Boise State. Yeah, kind of one of those. Uh, I would say Cooper Midwest. Rush. Oh, Northern Midwest. Cooper Rush, he's not another North Dakota State kid, is he? Mm, nope. Um, Central Michigan. Dang! Yeah, Central Michigan. Yeah. Good call, there man. You go. Yeah. How about that? Go Chippewas. <laughs> he killed it. Nice job. Yeah, Cooper Rush is from Central Michigan, going on, I think, his third or fourth year here in the NFL. <laughs> That's all I can tell you about Cooper Rush. And behind Cooper Rush would be... Um, you know, I don't think it's even available right now. So, <laughs> Blake Bortles. Uh, no, here we, we got uh, Clayton Thorson. So, don't ask me to name his school. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right, uh, some responses on social media from today's show so far. Jeremy says, "I thought the downfall of Saxonville would be a great thirty for 30. Jeremy, don't take my idea. Yeah. You better copyright that real quick. <laughs> yeah. That's possible. Someone might know. beat me to it. Yeah. Uh, Mike K says his emotional reaction in press conference was alarming in hindsight in terms of Telvin Smith. Mm-hmm. Florida Gambler said, weird question I asked about Puzz in, in terms of the downfall and could that have impacted it. 
He says, I think the death of Telvin's brother likely had a much more significant impact mm-hmm. on his off-the-field uh, decline on and off. Uh, Terry says, no, the drugs did. Well, you gotta give me a little more evidence uh, than just uh, speculation on that, I would say. Uh, Keith M. says, now is his brother's death. When you lose family member that close, it can send you to some dark places. Some don't come back out of that hole. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's you a know. Good point. Now that was during the 17 season. He still went to the Pro Bowl that season. He played at a high level that season. Yeah. But it was it the off season? Was it something that changed? I could have, you know. Could've. Absolutely. Again, not going to say no, it didn't affect it. You know? I, I will say this: We went to uh, Telvin's hometown of Eldasta in his old neighborhood and did a story. And I think we're going to share that today. Uh, it's now a couple years old. Mm-hmm. But we did a story on Telvin Smith and kind of where he was from and all that. And initially the story I wanted to do was a little bit more on his relationship with his brother, how impacted he was. And we gave it some time. We didn't want to do it right away. Uh, but we never really could get close enough to that situation. Didn't want to go there. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of unanswered questions and unknowns in terms of his brother's death and, and how close they like all of that. You know, mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of unknown questions on, on Telvin Smith in general. Uh, even before this latest thing. So, uh, but we did that story, and, and you'll be able to see it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 should be up on the YouTube uh, channel or our Facebook page, Action Sports Jacks. Uh, we'll share it on ESPN 690 Jacks uh, Facebook. But it's from a couple years ago, and it's not necessarily relative to today uh, and to his arrest yesterday, but I do think it, it it's a little more of insight behind the Telvin Smith that we were hanging around with in Valdosta at that time, mm-hmm. and which is interesting, you know, uh, a guy that seemed pretty happy, you know, um, and in the situation he was in, and things certainly did change uh, in a hurry. I, I forget the actual like month we were there, and and I shouldn't say we because I tried to get there and then I couldn't fit into my schedule. Marcel Robinson actually went up and shot the story, and so he was there, and it's it's some compelling stuff about where he grew up in Valdosta, uh, people that helped him grow up and. And the story really that he had became, you know, he, we talk about a story in Telvin Smith and now that's a sad story for some time there. He was an incredible story about where he came from, about the successes that he had. And uh, now that has kind of taken a, a, a downward turn um, in how it all has changed. Uh, taken for Trevor says, should there be this one has to do well, with uh, this one. The, oh, hang on. What, what is the guy's name? Tanking for Trevor. Well, then we know where this is going to go right here. Yeah, shouldn't there be more confidence in Gardner Minshew, I said. Uh, should there be? He was 6-6. Six and six. He had played in 14 games, was legit horrible in his losses and a couple of his wins. I think he deserves his shot this year to prove he can be a long-term backup for the new guy. So... <laughs> Uh, Ty uh, says, and not, I don't think this is Ty. <laughs> like that lives in my house. Gonna lose it. But his name is Ty. We're going to have Minshew starting for another two to three years. Let's be honest. I don't know if he means that in a good way or a bad way. Justin says, uh, not if you sign him as the backup with a chance to compete in terms of uh, uh, the Andy Dalton stuff. Because somebody said, couldn't this be a Foles debacle? Hey, it's not going to be a Foles. It. No, not it's even not going to be a full box because they're not going to spend that kind of money. With, uh, by the way, with a chance to compete in yeah. parentheses, in quotations. Um, let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? Uh, no arm strength, just a guy. Mm, there we go. There it is. No oh, arm strength. Oh, wait. He was talking about maybe my video of throwing to the kids. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I thought he was talking about Minshew. Okay. 
That wouldn't have been good. Well, did, I mean, did you want me to get on the guy about your arm strength? Too? I mean, did you want me to defend you right now, or you defend yourself or what? I think he was talking about me throwing well, a kid that I stand up for somebody. You have plenty of arm strength. I said I'm going to need Tommy John surgery before this when this <laughs> pandemic ends. Throwing a lot. Um, all right, uh, let's. Uh, uh, I want to get to a couple of things. There's some stuff happening. NASCAR says they're coming back May 17th. Mm-hmm. Everything is starting to turn a corner here in this regard. Now, how far around that corner we get, what does that mean with fans and everything else? That's debatable because there will be no fans at the start of this. Remember, golf is due back June 11th, and they will not have fans, I think, for the first four tournaments, at least as of now. NASCAR says they will be back May 17th. And uh, continue on with their schedule, so that will—that's uh, their plan as of now. Uh, full slate of races coming up. Um, in general, they're, they're going to update those after as well. But th- I think they're saying without fans. I'm trying to get the details here on the the NASCAR stuff. Uh, Little League World Series canceled. Mm-hmm. Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremony canceled which will create an interesting 2022 when you have the 20 and 21 class at induction ceremonies. So still getting a little bit of a mixed deal. You know, you've got summer events, I think due to travel and big gatherings, like the induction ceremony, that are being canceled. Mm-hmm. And you got to make a move sooner or later. That thing's usually in early July. But then you do have the golf business getting back to business you do have nascar saying hey we'll race and i, I believe i saw somewhere that will be without fans initially. mma remember to mma because since you mentioned golf let's bring up the ufc then it's fair and balanced absolutely thank you brett mma uh, may 9th uh, coming up oh yeah that will actually be the first thing to get back did we get um credentials for that or not i don't know check with Stewart. Mm-hmm. um from a from uh mm-hmm. why don't you just say i'll go fight See if anybody backs down. Oh, trust me, we've we, we've reached out. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we reached out. <laughs> um, the that's May 9th, mm-hmm. but that's also a couple in a row. Right after they're doing some yeah. here in the state of Florida is in Jacksonville. Correct. Yeah, there's going to be three shows here in yeah. Jacksonville. Yep. So I wonder what I wonder what happens, and and with all due respect, I don't even think I'm not sure golf will be the one. I'm not even sure NASCAR will be the one. Yeah. I'm not sure MMA will be the one. I don't mm-hmm. know what it will take to give people the okay, we can do this. It's good to go. You know, yeah. like I don't know if those MMA is so different in that respect mm-hmm. because you really and, and now. Although it's not the same thing as wrestling, and I understand that. But okay. Oh, careful, Brent. No, I know, but we've oh, seen careful. people have now seen like wrestling done without crowds. See, so they're almost like like it's going to blend in with MMA. It's not the same it thing, will, but it will blend bit. in in that regard. To the casual person, for sure. But I make the argument. Keep in mind, with MMA, you got guys cutting weight, okay? And cutting weight takes a toll on your body and your immune system. So if guys can cut weight, do it the proper ways, go through the proper channels. Put on a UFC event with no trouble, I think that gives you a lot more faith than even WWE going forward just because you have guys that are actually putting their bodies on the line before they even step in a cage with cutting weight and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it, it's The NBA, I think, came out – well, first, NFL just – everybody's coming out with stuff because the lawmakers are now saying things. That's mm-hmm. why people are coming out with things. But – the NFL, I just saw Pelissero, I think, uh, a tweet a uh, short time ago. Sorry, sometimes it's hard to keep up with the details of this and, yeah. and yap for three hours, but uh, we're trying. <laughs> so this one was, hey, as of now, 
headquarters at teams headquarters are closed. Still can't go because there are some states allowing it like here in Florida. Mm -hmm. You might be able to get back in there in a couple weeks. But in New York, you can't. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're not allowing that stuff to happen until everybody can. But they say they're closely monitoring. So, again, it kind of feels like, hey, are we taking a step forward in getting back to some sense of normalcy? And I'm talking more the sports world. If you've been paying attention the last 24 hours or so, they are going to start uh, here in Jacksonville and the state of Florida. Restaurants and retail opening up to a degree next week. So we're already seeing that. I'm talking from a sports sense uh, only. The NFL is starting to take a little bit further of a peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NBA has discussed various things. That I saw a report today, in fact, during our show once again, that said like executives and agents are saying they should just cancel the season. Yet I saw a response to that from one of the NBA reporters, the national reporters, say actually there's a lot of legs for Orlando and Vegas Type of neutral site situations. Ooh, there you go, Coos. We to had, take um, place. Well, remember, you, remember Keith, Keith Smith? We had him on. Maybe it was Keith that I saw. He he was right, and so he uh, we're good friends from our podcast days, um, and he used to work at Disney. So he wrote this huge article about yes, how did. Disney would be actually perfect for them if they needed to, yeah, essentially rope him off to the world so that they could do something like that. And uh, apparently, it, it got a lot of legs, and and a lot of the higher, you know. Up guys that that tweet about the NBA started kind of reacting to that as well. Yeah, hmm. I, I think um, that was interesting to me to see that back and forth. And I don't know if Keith was one with the back and forth, but I did see it in the last couple hours. One was, hey, executives and, and agents were saying, hey, it might be time to cancel the season. That was one report. And then, bam, right on top of that was actually there's some legs for Vegas and, and Orlando or the neutral site kind of uh, – They've taken some big steps in that regard to see what happens to start things around early July, I think, is would be the plan. Major League Baseball has talked about new divisions and how they would do that. I've heard some things uh, that they could expand rosters as much as 50 people uh, in Major League Baseball. Uh, although they'd probably more likely be in the mid-30s, but then Major League Baseball teams would have to pay players that that many players, mm-hmm. which then brings up a different conversation. There's talk out of the Oakland A's that they're going to start laying people off. So some of these organizations are taking a bigger oh. hit than others yeah. that aren't these rich, rich um, businesses uh, or, or organizations. I mean, there is a lot Dude. going on here. There was a report yesterday minor league baseball was going to be canceled. Minor league baseball came out and said, no, 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 that's not the case. We have not done that. That's an erroneous report. Did you see what the Brewers and Dodgers did? No refunds for tickets that uh, during the, the pandemic. They like, said none. No, no refunds. You can go to a different game this year, but no refunds. Really? Uh, what are they, the airlines? Hey, and, and, <laughs> and believe me when I say that I've been spending the last couple months through Houston Texans Twitter and going through those mentions. Well, now I'm going back to my hometown team and looking at the Brewers mentions because guess what? People are not happy with the Milwaukee Brewers well, right now. Well, here's the deal. You know what's interesting about that is I always wonder about refunds. Say like a game gets rained out, mm-hmm. right, and then you can use it at a different date. Uh, this is a little bit different. It's a lot different, actually, because if if you missed already, what are we in? Uh, we're going into May. So yeah. you've let's just say they played starting in June, and they really did, like mm-hmm. regular ball. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, June. So they would miss two months mm-hmm. of games. So let's say they missed 16 home dates. Okay. Well, now you can use those at any time. What if you are a, a play? The Dodgers were one you said. Do- it's only the Dodgers and Brewers as of now. This was a couple hours ago. Yeah, the Dodgers. I mean, 
like what do you is it first come first serve to use those because what if you had a crowd say in june june 6 they're playing the yankees Mm -hmm. and a crowd of you know thirty eight thousand, and you have so four thousand empty seats but six thousand people say i'm going to use my ticket from today that stuff gets tricky i would think amen (laughs) you're you're... and there's probably some logical uh, conclusion on that i I I just don't know it yeah, I don't know. I just say I offer the refund. Yeah, but. you're not talking about one rainout, is my point. You're no, talking about you're talking 16 about different dates, maybe 30 games. dates to do that too. Yeah. I think that becomes much trickier. Yep. Uh, but there's a lot of things going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And the more people you talk to, kind of behind the scenes, uh, you know, I, I know some folks in the minor league baseball, uh, not just here in Jacksonville, but that are kind of in tune with what's going on with the MLB stuff. And it's um, the conversations taking place are so long and so many different layers. It's tough. It's mm-hmm. tough to figure out, and uh, we'll see where it all ends up. But I guess the positive news here is we've all been curious. We've all wondered. We've all – I don't even think we tried to guess because we know that's a foolish exercise. But it really does feel like in the last 24, 36 hours, whether it's just your life, your workplace, or now sports, that we've taken this little bend, at least a little peek around the corner of this thing – and start to find the solutions on that side of it mm-hmm. for the first time. Uh, you know, I mean, there's been talked about for a week, week and a half. But now these there are steps being taken to say, okay, where does that lead us around this corner? And I, that's a good sign, I think. It is. I mean, to me, the biggest thing is, let's, let's say going forward now in a couple months, we're, we're back to normal, right? And I don't get all political. I don't get like, you know, I mean, just non-sports topics here, but let's just say that there hasn't been a cure yet, right? And let's say that we go back to the way things were. Well, let's say it's like a football season or it's it's like the last of the baseball season. Let's say somebody catches it again. I mean, do you just quarantine that one person? Or do you shut down the whole league again? Like, to me, you have to make sure that everything, like all the plans, all the things are in place where no one can get it, you know? Because if someone gets it on their job when they're playing professional sports... To me, you got to shut down the whole league again because that's what happened in the first place in the NBA. Now, I'm not sure if that's the correct way to go about things. I'm just saying it makes sense to me. Yeah, listen, I believe it just of uh, I've not been an everyday tuning into news conferences oh, and all that stuff. Guy, club, I really have join not. Join the club. Uh, I, I've read the headlines, the bullet points, and followed along you know, as closely as I can without being just nauseated by it. Mm-hmm. Um, the... I I feel like now that we're hitting the warmer weather, even Mm. around the country, kind of that sense of, okay, you're okay for a bit until we turn back to the fall where people start getting sick again. You know, not necessarily with this, but any kind, colds and flus. People get – you can have a summer cold, Mm. but people aren't getting sick in general. Take coronavirus away from it in the summer months. It doesn't happen as frequently, right? The numbers go way down. And I think with this, uh, I know I don't know what the latest studies say about the heat, but I know the early studies said, well, it won't be as prevalent in the heat. So I think I think now is the time to kind of, at least if you're going to explore some of those things, it's probably to take advantage of the, the calendar. Uh, to your point about what if, well, I think that will be part of this, no, no doubt. Whatever they decide, the what if is going to be part of this because they have warned against, hey, it could bounce back mm-hmm. and it could come back. And some people say it might even be worse. So now that we've experienced this, I guess there would be precedent in place to be able to shut it all down again. And people would at least be aware of how to do it and how to react and all those things, which still could be devastating to people, economy, all the other stuff. Uh, and then the only other thing I would say is 
if you say maybe October-ish, November-ish, where there could be the danger point again, mm-hmm. you just really hope science takes over by then. And there's yeah. something to stabilize, something to – I'm not saying vaccine, but there's something to at least combat it Correct. Uh, by then. That, that buys science a, a few more months. Mm-hmm. Uh, again – I, I'm not highly educated in that part of it. I, I don't know. I think all that stuff is still very hypothetical. Um, but I would consider if you're going to make some moves, whether it's fan-related, gathering-related or not, if you're going to try to implement some of these things that have been talked about, these next few months are the time to do it uh, yeah. because it, it's not prime time for people to get sick anyway, um, even before the coronavirus. So. <clears throat> Uh, it'll be uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, all right. Uh, so anyway, big deal here or, or the big story. NASCAR says they're coming back. We already knew golf was coming back. MMA, like we said, will be in Jacksonville. That's actually uh, next week end. Um, not open to fans. None yeah. of this stuff is open to fans. And uh, we'll see what happens. MLB, minor league baseball, uh, you know, college and NFL still down the road a little bit. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, where does this stuff land? Uh, and the, the next uh, couple of weeks could be very telling mm-hmm. at how this latest round of, of opening some stuff back up in certain states, including this one, uh, play out. It'll be an interesting couple of weeks and probably a very important couple of weeks in terms of where we go from here. Once again, can't preach it enough. Try to get me one of those credentials to the UFC event yeah. <coughs> here well, in Jacksonville. Because looking at it. if I see you on the TV and you call it an MMA ring and not an MMA cage, it'll be a cage or an octagon. Um, I'll probably lose my mind. So, what do you prefer, <coughs> try, a cage or one. octagon? Uh, well, the octagon is a UFC uh, trademark thing. You know. Oh, it is. Yeah. So you, you should probably know this. We're gonna go cover it in, in a week. Okay, I'm so <laughs> USC is is seriously a trademark. The octagon, the octagon is. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically, like, yeah, it, it, you can call it an octagon. I mean, I thought like, a geometry teacher had it. No, trademark. I'm pretty sure the UFC has going into the, the polygon. Has, <laughs> has the has the phrase octagon um, like trademarked? Because huh. like the the ring that like combat like, like the ones I fought here in Jacksonville, they call it the combatagon. Oh, it's not trademarked. That's what they call it, Brent. By the way, uh, just to add to your things that are being announced apparently on social media, LeBron James teasing the new Space Jam. He is. 2021. Now, James is also, LeBron's also doing something like where they're going to honor high school kids around the country. Did you see that? No, I He's didn't He's going to help host an event, yeah. I think it is, uh, which will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to do some, we'll launch some things with uh, seniors here in town coming up next week. Uh, we actually did on the TV side as well. They're two different things, although it kind of accomplishes the same. We want to give a shout out to the seniors so you can pay attention to ESPN690.com and get more information in the next couple of days, we hope. Uh, but also on the TV side, we're going to start, we'll launch it on uh, Sunday night on Action Sports Jack's primetime. So if you, if you know a senior and, uh, especially sports related, but it doesn't have to be sports related, um, we want to give them a shout out. You can send them into sports at actionnewsjacks.com and, uh, we can give them a shout out on TV because this is the month where a lot of seniors would be celebrating, you know, from uh, graduations to proms to senior, uh, trips, uh, and, and, and finishing up sports careers mm. as well. Uh, still very much a part of this story. High school seniors and even college seniors mm-hmm. uh, that are kind of missing out on this segment of, of their life that they've looked forward to. Kuz, real quick, Ben, a uh, couple questions for you. Number one, regarding Space Jam, uh, do we know who the NBA players are going to be on LeBron James' 
like in the in the movie? No. So the way that the photo that he posted, by the way, is like a selfie, but the text it's like a Space Jam hat that he's wearing. Mm. So everything is flipped, and I think it says a new legacy, which I think would I'm assuming means like Space Jam, sure. a new legacy yeah. is the title. But that's all I've gotten out of it. And number two, how great is the soundtrack going to be? Because the original Space Jam, and Brent, maybe you remember, the original Space Jam soundtrack, I mean, R. Kelly, I believe I can fly. Now, <clears throat> I get it, R. Kelly is a guy that, you know, he's been in some trouble. But I'm just saying, the song, I believe I can fly, is fantastic. You had Seal, um, Fly Like an Eagle, the oh, yeah. Steve Miller. Yeah, yeah, you had that one. Uh, you had a Coolio song. Um, you had some really good songs in there. Can they match it? With today's, because you're a big music guy. I'm convinced that no matter what, no matter how good or bad LeBron James's Space Jam is, not coming close to the original. And people are gonna hate it. Not people are gonna close. either hate it or like it because they'll be on the MJ Absolutely. or LeBron. Oh, the Quad Absolutely. City DJ's Space Jam and, song. And too. By the way, it's like it couldn't be a worse time for LeBron to come out with something like this, given all the love for Jordan right now. Well, it'll be next, next year. year. I know, but it's still going to be in that yeah. kind of same. What did, what, did you want Larry Bird with Bugs Bunny Van hanging out? Is that what you want? Is that no, what the people want to nice see? A nice post game. But I, I, I will tell you, I think you're right on the money. I, yeah. I think people are like LeBron's got no chance in this one. Nah, you know, I mean, so. he's got no chance for it to be like it, they're gonna have to really come up with some some big things. The the other thing about LeBron, he better pick good music. He put, chose the Lakers just to be near Hollywood and all this yeah. stuff. He better be able to get good music into the damn good music. Yep. movie. <laughs> Easy Brent passing I like it, man. Well, he better move to L.A. for a good reason. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, when we come back, something I didn't get into yesterday, yeah. I'm going to share some a couple of folks that people think around the league could get cut. Okay. And if the Jags would be willing to pick them up, and the reason I say it, it's really more of a, a it looks at the Jaguars' depth. But specifically one position and not really quarterback, although we will re- revisit the Andy Dalton topic if you're just jumping in today. Uh, Andy Dalton released by the Cincinnati Bengals. Does it make sense in Jacksonville? Uh, you can always share your thoughts, too, on social media. 904-362-9901 as well. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Coming from my perspective, uh, I've never not played in a game that I've dressed out for. Um, so this is going to be uh, a little bit different for me. And... Um, Honestly, you know, whatever it is, uh, I, I just want to win. I want the, the program to, uh, uh, to to be, you know, winners and, and be successful. And, you know, whatever they're asking for me, uh, I'm going to do it 100% you know, to the best of my abilities. And uh, I'm all about winning football games. That is Jake Fromm taken by the Buffalo Bills, right, in the fifth round. I'm rooting for Fromm here a little bit. He's got a lot of haters. You know, for a guy who had that much success at Georgia, for a yeah. guy who, you but know, who, who he was, but he, he's, he's always been a front runner though, Brent. Like out of high school, he was the guy. Right? I get it. Yeah. yeah, I get it. But here's what got me. I even said this to Ty when we were watching the draft. Like mm-hmm. Eason goes in the fourth round, like a full round ahead of him, and I said, "Hey, see what measure measurables do? It's like when you can throw it like that. Mm-hmm. When you're six foot, whatever, you know, when you've got the bill." That wins a team over. Fromm had a better career in college. He did bigger things. Mm-hmm. Yet, and, and I, I understand what you're saying. Like a lot of people will say, well, there's a lot of quarterbacks and stuff of better careers. But these guys were pretty paralleled in terms of the middle rounds of the draft and where they would be. Yet a full round ahead of Eason, I'm sorry, Fromm goes Eason. Yeah. 
and, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I just think it's interesting. I think a lot of it has to do with the measurables more so than the resume. And, and that's part of what the draft is built on and, and the projections. But I think it's a great spot for, for, for Am too, because it's no different than the situation he was in at Georgia or whatever, where he had to beat some of these guys out and, and earn the playing time and hold them off. I mean, he had to hold off five stars left and right at Georgia, and he did it in a good way. I think he's a bit underrated, to be honest with you. I think a lot of people don't like Fromm. I think he's a bit underrated going to the NFL. Uh, I, I don't know where he fits. What does that mean for him? But uh, if he even gets a chance, mm-hmm. you know, obviously injury would have to happen or just a lot of failure for Josh Allen yeah. in Buffalo. I'm interested to follow those guys' careers, especially Eason and him, and how do they relate uh, and and if they even get a chance. That's a good point, you know, because it's like I said, though, to me, Fromm was the guy at a high school, like, you expected him to, you know, win national championships, win Heisman trophies. So I think from especially being in the Jacksonville area, Brent, like, you know, people are Georgia fans. I think they're disappointed in the fact that, yes, he was a, a great quarterback, but he didn't put Georgia over the hump like I think a lot of people thought. So I think that's why some of the animosity um, stemmed towards a little bit. But, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what with Fromm, you know, because, like I said, he has been a front runner. Um, he had decent numbers in college. Goes to a situation right now in Buffalo where, obviously, they consider Josh Allen the man going forward. But, and it's not a knock on Josh Allen, because I actually like the Buffalo Bills a lot this season. I, I've been very adamant about that. But one can wonder just how talented, how great is Josh Allen going forward, right? Because this is a guy who relies more on his legs right now than his arm. And we've seen what happens with that, um, with guys like Cam Newton with injuries and stuff. So I agree with you. I think Fromm's in a, in a pretty solid spot right now in Buffalo. It'll be interesting to see. Again, from a, it's you want to do that with all the players. It's like, okay, how does this guy's career work versus this guy's career? Mm-hmm. I think an interesting one right now, is say in the division with the Colts. Colts loved Pittman. Jaguars got Chenault. Jaguars had the ammunition if they wanted to to jump up ahead and probably get Pittman. They didn't. They could have taken Taylor. Mm-hmm. They could have jumped up ahead, you know, and ta- or or taken uh, yeah and moved up a uh, sense that the Colts might want him or whatever. Th- those kind of guys, I think Pittman and Chenault are interesting because how does that play out? Versus your divisional opponent, you know, yeah. uh, who has the better core. Heck, even a Colin Johnson versus some of those guys who, who more is that body size, that body type, you know, the Claypools, the Pittmans and, and everyone else. Uh, that being said, where are the Jags depth wise? You know, a lot of people don't think they have a good roster. Well, part of your roster is having depth. Mm-hmm. Jaguar, the NFL is tough to have a ton of depth in. You have 53 guys. The salary cap dictates that eight or ten of those guys are making a chunk of the money. And so you have to take some flyers on on players. You can't have this loaded roster. Now, some teams are able to do it. They draft really well. They have a nice mix of young and and old. Uh, They get a little bit more out of a guy than you expected. I'm not saying it's impossible. just saying it's unusual to have great depth all around. But if you look at the Jaguars, one, how is their depth? Mm -hmm. And two, where do they need more of it? Yeah. Most. Obviously, I'm going to go with running back off the get-go, okay? Um, it's a great I, starting point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get the coaches love Rock Armstead. Um, I make the argument to say, you know what, he could be good. Let's see what he has. But right now, the sample size, I just I haven't seen enough. So I really have no idea what to think of the guy. Um, so I can't feel supremely confident with that. Um I think other areas, you know, in needs of depth, obviously the tight end position, right? Because if you lose Eifert, which let's be honest here, knock on wood, um, Tyler Eifert, he's suffered some injuries. 
if you lose him, then what's your, your tight end room looking like? Now you have Josh Oliver, who has never played a full season yet, and you have guys like James O'Shaughnessy. Like, you can't feel really confident, so I think tight end depth um, is an issue. Um, you know, I mean, I, I consider a nitpick offensive line as well, but... Yeah, I think left tackle, know, right? Left tackle, I mean, yeah. Um, you know, it's there. But I, but I, I see, I feel like every team's got... All right, it has offensive tackle issues or like sure. some kind of offensive lineman issues. So that's not it's hard to get five. Big, Forget about exactly, seven. exactly. Um, and by the way, the Jags were pretty comfortable with a couple of those guys. Tyler Shatley and Will Richardson have played a lot of yep. football for them. Yeah, and so they're at least comfortable with what they know. I'm not telling you they're Pro Bowlers. Yeah, but from if you're a coach sleeping mm-hmm. at night, you're like, oh, I'm not sure who. The, like, who are these other guys? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Like um, Ryan Pope and looking at yeah, we're looking at this, I would say. Fullback, you have one fullback, and that's great. So uh, the, the fullback depth is okay. Yeah. That's more of just jokes than they I actually have a fullback for fullback. once. Um, yeah, you know, besides that, I mean, I, you can make an argument for, for corner. You know, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean like nickel, but I'm just saying quarterback depth. If, you know, if Henderson, Nakamura, once again, goes down, or you know, even Herndon, uh, what are your plans back there? But overall, I think you have to focus on tight end, running back, and possibly offensive line. It's interesting, right? In Jacksonville, if you go back to, I don't know what year you want to go back. Let's just go back to, say, 2005. I always use 2005 because I think Jimmy Smith was the last one prior to Allen Robinson and now DJ Chark to get in 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Hearns, did Hearns have 1,000? I think he got to 1,000 yards, too. But uh, the Jacks had gone, like, almost 10 years, almost a decade without a 1,000-yard wide receiver. So they had never been able to replace wide receiver. Now, Justin Blackman looked like a good player, but then the Justin Blackman stuff happened. Well, I do think one thing you got to give Caldwell a little bit credit for is he's been able to replace positions that looked irreplaceable at times. Not all of them, but some. Receiver was one. Well, since then, Hearns and Robinson formed a nice duo, and you could throw Marquise in there. I know he didn't live up to it the way other people have said, but still, just say Allen and Allen. It was a pretty good dynamic for, for a bit. Now DJ Chark, been able to find someone. You look at their receiving room, and you don't mind their depth. You really don't. Chris mm-hmm. Conley, what he's been able to do, what he brings to the table. Now Chenault in there, even the, the size of a Colin Johnson adding to that room. They've got a lot of bodies in there that you don't mind. I, I think Keenan McCardell likes that group. Yep. I would say Jay Gruden probably likes that group. Is it the best group in the league? No, absolutely not. Uh, could you get better? Could you have Tampa's top two guys? Absolutely you could. But you get my point. They've replaced the position in terms of depth, that they hardly had one guy at at times in the past, and they've done a decent job of it. I think another spot for that, uh, to Caldwell's credit, really, is pass rusher. This mm. is a, a, If you look at the franchise history, not just like a last 10 years, whatever, their pass rushing unit, very mediocre. I mean, the, Preacher Brent, I'm sitting right here. Let's, let's oh, hear sorry. about it. No, I'm kidding, dude. It's um, all good. But it goes all the way back to even when the Jags were good. Yep. It's not like they had Reggie White. Correct. You know, yeah. they didn't have Lawrence. They didn't have those guys yep. from the Lagamans to, to everyone. The good players, mm-hmm. but not greatness at that position. Mm-hmm. Well, in the last handful of years, yeah. obviously Saxonville became Saxonville because of Calais Campbell of and because of Yannick Ngakwe and because of even the Dante Fowler in yeah. that group. And now they've handed off to Josh Allen and you bring in Chase. I know we don't know what he's going to be, mm-hmm. but I would just say right now you look at that room and the pass rushers only, like we said, yeah. Allen and Ngakwe and Chase on, and you absolutely love it. Listen, absolutely. And, and I'll make an argument to say in the early 2010s, <clears throat> I'm sure they're good at stopping the run, though, more than <laughs> rushing the passer. Uh, check check the numbers on Pro Football Focus. Uh, no, you didn't have a 
number 92, Reggie Webby at number 92, um, another person uh, who could stop throwing very well. <clears throat> Check the numbers once again on Pro Football Focus. Check the numbers. Um, but, no, you, Brent, you made a great point in saying that in terms of depth, pass rushing is always a necessity, right? Where I'm going to make the argument coming after that 2017 season, what did the Jaguars do? They drafted Taven Bryant. It was a luxury pick. It was a depth pick. One could say it was a depth pick for pass rushing, right? Was, anytime you get a defensive lineman, especially that high, he has to be able to rush the pass unless he's like the stud nose tackle. Taven Bryant wasn't that. So I agree with you in saying that the way they sit right now, and once again, we'll see what happens with Yannick Ngakwe. You know, there's there, there's we, we, we there's still that whole saga left to unfold before our eyes. Can't wait to see it happen. But if he does indeed play, then yeah, you have a luxury of depth that a lot of teams do not have, and it is something to be said for depth, especially along defensive ends and pass rushers, because you look at successful teams done in the past, Brent. That's one thing they pretty much all have in common. Yeah, I think. Um, by the way, I say this stuff about pass rushing now, and I don't even think. I don't even blink my eye anymore. Like, I'm not even really trying to uh, involve you in the conversation. Oh, no, you're good, man. And it just kind of sideways happens. You're all good. Uh, but uh, Like I said, check the numbers when it comes to stopping the run. <clears throat> ask, getting paid for that. But. Asterisk on every team for offensive line. So let's take them out because yeah. nobody has great depth at offensive line. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. They don't. So take, that, uh, take them aside. I think the Jaguars running back, you're right on the money. Mm-hmm. I think secondary, you're on the money. I will also say the Jaguars maybe have more now linebacker depth than in recent years that I feel good about. I mean, mm-hmm. they spent a fourth-round pick on Quarterman to give him some depth. Schobert and Miles Jack. McCray can even play the spot. And depending on if they go 3-4, you could then qualify in Cockway and Josh Allen and, and, and Chase on into the linebacking group. Yeah. So it, it feels a little bit better than it's been. And that's been a nice one. And by the way, Quincy Williams, who played a decent amount of football, was a third-round pick last year. It's crazy so, how we just all forgot about him, too. And we yeah. have. Yeah. So, I mean, you could really make the case that they have more linebacking depth than they've had well, since Caldwell arrived. Well, let me ask this real quick. We'll go back to the depth part. Quincy Williams, okay? Guy who obviously the Jaguars saw something and drafted him that high. Didn't have a great season last year. Assuming that there's more of a 3-4 look, do you move Quincy to safety or do you boom the middle linebacker? Hmm. I mean, and, and listen, there's no right answer. I'm just asking, what do you think? Like, what? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see him. It's funny. I, I get what you're saying. and this, I never really think about it that way in terms of strong safety. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is... But he doesn't look like... His body doesn't look like that. His body yeah. looks like a linebacker. He's not a big, big guy, yeah. but he's a broad guy. I, like I just, the way a linebacker's been. No, for sure. I just think from... Like we talk about the depth right now. I think the depth at inside linebacker... Yeah. Um, it might be hard for him to kind of find a calling there. It's a good call. While the depth at safety might be a little more open. For That's him. a really good call because yeah. actually you were gonna, I was going to put second. So you had said running back. I said I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I would go secondary. Yeah. And and really the safety jumps out at me more than the corner. They've invested in the corner spot now mm-hmm. uh, in this draft. I mean, C.J. Henderson with a top ten pick. They already liked D.J. Hayden. And then they brought other bodies in. I know it's unproven, so I'm not disagreeing with you at corner. Mm-hmm. But I think safety is actually – what if one of those guys go down? Who's playing? Exactly. I mean, do you have Daniel Thomas out of Auburn? Now it becomes that guy? Yeah. I don't know if I trust that. So I think safety is really high on that list. It brings us around to, to really what I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the tight end room. Yeah. The Jaguars actually on paper look okay at tight end. They look way better than I feel they did that. last year or even maybe a couple years ago at tight end. 
I understand the res- the reservations, though. That is the health of Tyler Eifert, the what-if of Josh Oliver. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, no doubt. So Bill Barnwell and ESPN did this recent experiment. What is it? 32 players most likely to be cut or traded yep. after the draft. So one of each team. If I go down each team, by the way, the Jags was uh, Keelan Cole. And this will tell you how off this could be because Indianapolis was Marlon Mack, and they are not cutting Marlon Mack. They want the one-two punch. But yeah, for and, sure. Andy Dalton was on this list for Cincinnati. Just happened today. Okay, called that one. That was a pretty easy one. The yeah. Cincinnati beat writer had an easy time doing this. Got any more brain busted? <laughs> Before we get to the list, who would you say for who, the, the Jags? Jaguars. Uh, I didn't really think about it in that context. Um, I didn't think Keelan Cole was a bad one. Yeah, I mean he's not gonna get traded, but he could yeah, certainly yeah. be cut given sure. the fact that they drafted t- two guys and he was an undrafted free agent and yeah. he was maybe on the outside looking in anyway. Okay. Uh, I-, I wonder though a little bit, depending on how they want to do what you answered earlier, that rotation, could Avery Jones be in trouble Oof. still? Yeah. Depending on how they want to utilize that, it's like four million bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. So would he be somewhat dangerous? I don't think he is. I- I'm not advocating for it. If, but if you're putting it in that context, I wonder about it. Okay. Uh, do you have enough bodies on the defensive line? Because remember, they still have uh, uh, the other kid that was picked in the seventh round last year, the big body. Oh, and, uh, guy from Auburn. Yeah, why can't I think of him? Hold on, I'll get to him. Uh, Dontavious Russell. Thank you. Yeah, uh, good, good call. So, uh, and Doug Marone's kind of, didn't he sing his praise a little bit, saying he's a hard guy to move? I mean, yeah, I mean of course, you're, you're, pick, well, so. your nose tackle. So I mean, do I think Avery Jones is better? Yes. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. you need some veteran experience? Yeah, I don't think Avery Jones is going anywhere. I just, in that context, well, no, that's, you could put it. Okay. All right, so there were a couple of tight ends, though. Here's my point. Luke Wilson was one for Seattle. Yeah. Uh, the other one, Cameron Brait for Tampa was on this list. Okay. And my guy from Ashland University, Adam yeah. Shaheen, because they have... Ten tight ends on the roster in Chicago. And I don't think that's hyperbole. I think they really have ten tight ends no. on the roster. Well, they've got rid of Trey Burton as well. Burton. Man, yeah, it is a, it's like, you know, Philly's trying to be the quarterback factory. Chicago's trying to be the <laughs> yeah. medi- mediocre tight end factory, I, I mean, guess. Dean Filippo and Foles are like, you ain't leaving me with an empty tight end room like you did in Jacksonville. <laughs> Reserve Give me everybody you got. So, <laughs> would any of those guys do, so, like, would they go get more depth, I guess is my point. Shaheen's intriguing, not just because he's your guy from yeah. where you went to he's school. He's a second-round pick. Well, and that's the thing, right? He's a second-round pick. Obviously, they had optimism for Shaheen when they drafted him. I'll be honest, though, man. Like, I get he hasn't performed at all, but name me really one guy besides Allen Robinson who's really performed in that Bears offense. Like, the, the Bears offense is not a machine that just – you know, takes out people, okay? They struggle the past couple seasons. And they have a guy throwing the rock in Mitch Trubisky who, all things considered, could be very well be a bust after the end of the season. Yeah. Well, so, might not even make it to the season. Might Nick make Foles it, yeah, Nick Foles says, what's up? So with that being said, I mean, I think Shaheen's at least I got to take a look at from the standpoint of I don't really know what you got with him because he wasn't really showcased at all in Chicago. I think the Jags actually liked him a little bit coming out, too. Um, they might have just been appeasing me and telling me that, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we have Submarine Mike on the line. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 691 to jump in, I think, on uh, some of the sports being announced. Uh, what's up, man? Hey, man, I'm so excited NASCAR's back. Um, here's some cool things that they, they've announced that they're doing. For one, and within the garage, they're going to spread things out because they're only going to have one series there at a time, unlike normal race weekends where both the Xfinity and the Cup Series are there and it's jam-packed. They're separating the driver 
um, the, their coaches and they're going to self-isolate between practices or races and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're going to spread the spotters out. They're going to put arrows down within the garage, kind of like we're doing at the grocery stores. And that, uh, the crews are going to wear cloth masks underneath the, the protective helmets they're wearing on top of that. And they're, and they're not going to do, take up any of the, anybody's tests because other people need them more. But they are going to do the symptom checks and have, you know, medical facilities. They would already have medical people on staff anyway. And so I'm just excited the way they're going to do it. Uh, the tracks they're going to go at. Darlington, if you've not seen a Darlington race, folks, and this is going to be your first race because you're dying for some sort of live sports, you're in for a treat. It's the only track with two different nicknames, the track Too Tough to Tame and the Lady in Black. And there's a reason for that because it is a tough, tough, tough race and puts on great racing. Cars coming from the back to the front, front to the back because you get the setup wrong. And it's tough to pass in turns one and two. So uh, really looking forward to it, looking forward to being able to just to have something to watch besides Netflix and Hulu and you know, and, and maybe even, again, MMA, uh, I think golf will be one of the leaders on this. What they do could be very important in terms of setting the parameters for what other sports will do mm-hmm. when they open up. So all those things that Submarine Mike just mentioned, I think it'll be interesting to see how much it works, yep. how people are comfortable with it, how it could become a new norm, at least um, in, in the interim, to at least be an example for other sports to use and grow from and, and evolve uh, over these next few months. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. Uh, go ahead. What you got? Off Real topic. Quick, so, I like off topic. Well, off topic it's actually on the topic of depth chart a little bit so you know obviously when you brought up the question i was doing a little research on the jaguars depth chart and you know what's crazy man for my 32 years of existence i've never met anybody that had the same first name as me the way it's spelled a-u-s-t-e-n correct i've met people that had the last name you A-U-S-T-E-N. never have really? there's jane shout out to jane austen little pride and prejudice you know like her last name the author it's a-u-s-t-e-n i met a kid from canada who has the last name um a-u-s-t-e-n but the Jacksonville Jaguars have signed a guy from Ohio, offensive tackle, by the name of Austin Pleasants, plural, um, and he spells his name A-U-S-T-E-N. My mind is blown right now. Who's the former offensive tackle? Begins with a P, played for the Chicago Bears. Well, Austin. Austin Pastor. Pastor. He didn't spell it E-N? No, it's I-N. Brent, I was his teammate. She know how his name spelled. Hmm. But g- g- go ahead and call me out. Go ahead and Google it. Go ahead and not believe me when I just sit, sat here and said he's my teammate. Go ahead and go against my wills and how do you spell it? I am. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I his teammate? Did <laughs> Wait I not say that? Wait a minute, Coos. If we're going off what his teammate is, go ahead. What's up? What's up? What's up? Go ahead. Give What's me up? a Paul Puzzlesny. <laughs> pause, man. Is it about pause? Puzz loves me. Whatever, dude. It's Puzz. Okay? He doesn't care. But it's Austin with an I. You better believe it, man. You better believe it. I did my due diligence. Pastor. Is he still playing? Chicago, huh? Uh, he was in Tennessee.
Tennessee for a while. He played in Canada. Uh, you want to talk about interesting cat? Austin Pastor is yeah. one of those interesting cats. He is. Yes. He's a good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I am, yes. <laughs> so, Austin Pleasant, uh, it says you're number zero right now uh, for your depth chart. You know, you don't have a number yet, but when you get it, I'll be there to cheer you on, man. All right. Check us out on TV, Action Sports Jackson, CBS 47 and Fox 3. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up a week. And by the way, get ready, Bold City Brigade. We're bringing in the brigade tomorrow. Oh, you can't wait for tomorrow's show. It's going to be a little different now. It's on ESPN 690.